0: Do you remember where you were and how you felt on the morning of September 11th, 2001? I know I do. I was in my apartment uh, with my brandy wife, being married for about six months, clinging to the news and watching the terrible tragedies unfold in New York, Pennsylvania, and at the Pentagon. In my country, it was a, a scar that we have yet to heal from. We all dealt with those troubled times and that heartache in different ways. Today, we're going to go over Bible verses that are going to help you deal with troubles, the troubled times that we live in, and heartbreak, and how to trust God when we're all going through these challenging seasons of life, including how we felt on that September morning. Join me today. It's a very important podcast episode as we listen to God talk to us through the words of the Bible. Let's go. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Today is September 11th, and it's been 22 years since the tragedies in New York City, Pennsylvania, and Washington D.C. Here in my country, uh, on 9/11, I remember it like it was like yesterday. I mean, honestly, it, it, 22 years have gone by so fast. I was uh, my wife and I had been married for was at five months or so. Uh, we were in our apartment uh, here in Austin, Texas. And uh, I remember us as being just glued to the television watching uh, the footage of 9 11. Uh, and it troubled me even at a distance. I'm halfway across the country, uh, even this far away, it, 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 it sticks with us in our country and across the world for that matter of what kind of what evil can do in our world for sure. So I'm going to read some Bible verses today that kind of helped me get through and others get through that time. I remember. I was in New York City about maybe a year prior uh, to 9 uh, at a at a some sort of event there. I had been at. I'm not sure uh, which event it was. I think it was the one in Central Park. Uh, but be that as it may, I was there for an event. We had gone down south, and I'd seen the I'd seen the Twin Towers. I hadn't been inside of them, but I had seen them. And it was probably less than a year. Uh, so it was so weird watching them fall um, on the television. Uh, knowing that I had just been there just uh, months prior. Uh, it was haunting. And I have friends, I have family that lives in New York City uh, still to this day, and uh, it's very, very tough to get through. So today we're doing kind of a special uh, episode talking about Bible verses uh, to help us get through troubling times, to get, get through trouble. How can we trust God when evil is interjected In our world. Okay. So uh, if you miss any episode of uh, all these podcasts, you can watch them on YouTube. You can listen to them on the podcast. Join me live on Instagram. Uh, You can get to all of our uh, stuff on livingchristian.org. Which is my website? Uh, we've got Bible verse lists, including more of these type of uh, lists. We've got uh, an apparel store. If you if you're watching this live, I have kind of my Patriot Cross T on today, um, and we have this one. We actually have it in a hoodie, and uh, we're we're running a pro, uh, promotion right now on hoodies, twenty percent off. Uh, use the code hoodie twenty three. Go check it out. Don't don't listen to me uh, spill it all. Go check it out on all the resources on Living Christian. Uh, which is the website. So check it all. Check all the resources I have to help you live Christian seven days a week. So today we're going to be diving into Bible verses to help us get through troubling times. We're starting in Psalms. All right, so Psalms 46. If you have your Bible, uh, turn to uh, Psalm 46, uh, verse one. I got to find my glasses here because I'm getting old and I can't read. Uh, But uh, this is what we're going to talk about today. And frankly, this is one of the Bible verses that I see on a lot of kind of 9/11 memorial posts on social media, and uh, it's one of the ones that really can kind of help us get through and and take a, a understand and trust God in troubled times. So uh, Psalm 46, verse one, and we're going to read probably all the way through three, but the one you kind of see uh, on uh, on posts are really verse one. So God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble to the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water, waters surge. So God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in troubled times. Now that's kind of the probably the key part of these verses, uh, This these three verses here. He's always ready to help in troubled times. It doesn't say that God will eliminate Troubled times in your life. He doesn't. It doesn't say that he will help you avoid troubled times in our life. He help, He will help us. Help us in times of trouble. This world is run by the devil at times, and, and and evil is is all over the place. God is always good. That is for for sure. But he allows us through our free will uh, to do bad things. Um, he doesn't want us to, um, but because of our free will evil kind of creeps into our lives, and bad people do bad things. Uh, so no matter what you're dealing with in your life, whether it's, you know, in, in, in the, the psalmist wrote, you know, when earthquakes come and mountains crumble, so no matter what kind of tragedies, whether it's physical tragedies like those, natural disasters, etc., but really the the metaphor there is in your life you're going to have these earthquakes and these mountains crumbling and oceans are going to roar. Things are going to be tough at times in your life, and you got to run to God, and he will help you in times of trouble. So whether it's something's you know in your life, dealing with troubles and situations and medical diagnosis, you lost your job, you, you lost a loved one, whatever that may be, even going back to the 22 years prior to today, as we talked about earlier, uh, dealing with these mass tragedies such as 9-11. Um, God is there to help us get through these times. Uh, he doesn't uh, always help us avoid them, right? But he helps us get through them. If you, if you take the correlation of Moses, for example, and the Red Sea, this is a, is, a, is a good analogy. When you go back to the beginning of the Bible, Moses was escaping and being hunted by the soldiers, him, and he was leading his people out, and he gets to the Red Sea, and what's there? The Red Sea. He can't cross it. But what did God do? He helped Moses part the Red Sea to get through the Red Sea. So he, he didn't necessarily help him avoid the Red Sea and avoid that struggle that was ahead of him, that barrier that was ahead of him in life. What he did was help Moses part that sea and get through and get to the other side of that challenge. Uh, so that's a, a lesson all of us uh, can kind of learn a little bit, okay? And especially dealing with, and I've got a lot of emotions today, uh, being 22 years prior and knowing where I was at the time of uh, those horrific attacks. And um, we see a lot of images, uh, a lot of news covers this morning, uh, and it brings that back of a lot of emotions. So it's important when you're dealing with those emotions to run to God and let Him be our refuge and our strength, okay? All right, let's uh, let's turn to—let's go to the New Testament. Let's turn to John. Let's hear some Jesus. So John 16, verse 33. And on my, uh, in my Bible, it's page 1419, so wherever that's correlating in your Bible, um, it's over uh, in the Gospel, so you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's the last Gospel, okay? And this is one of those Bible verses that sums up everything in terms of trying to rely on God in troubled times. It's a great verse, uh, and it sums up how I... Try to live my life as much as possible. So this is Jesus' words in verse 33, John 16. Let's read them together. I have told you all of this so you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So think about what Jesus is saying there to not just the disciples, but to all of us, okay? To all of us, uh, he's telling us that we are going to deal with many trials and many sorrows, Right? But instead of just, like in the psalm that we just read of, like, hey, trust God and let God be your refuge, Jesus is coming and saying directly that he has overcome this world. He's already won, okay? He's already fought the battles, and he has already defeated what the sinful nature in our hearts. He has provided salvation. He has provided grace. He has provided a way for us to join him in heaven. Ultimately, that's the goal. Right? Ultimately, that is the ultimate refuge, the ultimate peace that we can have. Does it mean, once again, does not mean that we're going to not go through trials and sorrows? Jesus himself even says it right here, on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. So keep that eternal perspective as you're dealing with these trials and sorrows, because Jesus has already saved us and provided us an eternity without these trials and sorrows. So you're going to have to buckle down and deal with some of this garbage in the world that we're dealing with, whether it's in your own families, whether it's in your communities, right? whether it's in your own life, we're going to have tough times. We're not immune to that. Us as Christians, more than most are not immune to that. Quite frankly, the devil attacks us even harder at times. He's afraid he's going to lose us. So we're going to have trials and sorrows, but if you keep the eternal perspective and you understand that Jesus has already won, and one day he will come back and just absolutely defeat the devil once and for final and and, and this world, and we will live in peace with him. Read Revelation. It's a tough read at times, but he's coming back. Hmm. All right, let's flip to uh, Lamentations. That's a book we don't read every day. Uh, that is in the Old Testament, kind of at the back end of the Old Testament. Um, in my uh, in my Bible, it is, uh, we're reading, uh, what are we going to read? Three. So we're going to read 3 to 22. So in my Bible, it's uh, page 1056 or so. So it's kind of uh, that far in the Bible, <laughs> in case you're not familiar with the book of Lamentations, which most of us probably are not. <clears throat> but that's okay. I heard this verse yesterday in church. Um, we were having a discussion uh, about uh, you know waking up and um, feeling inspired to uh, to uh, tackle the things in our lives, to tackle what the day may bring, and we were talking about how God's mercies are new each morning. So I, I thought about that and I wrote this down because a I love the verse and b I think it it really fits what we're talking about today when we go back to. Uh, You know, I'll I'll once again reference 9-11. 22 years ago, 9-11, we had such sorrow and, and, and hurt and tears and pain and fear, quite frankly, the entire day. But what happened on September 12th? What did God do on September 12th? We all woke up and we had fresh new mercies, just like we do every single day. And he softened our hearts. In my country, we came together. And we, we, we put aside our, our petty differences, our political differences, our racial differences, our cultural differences, everything that makes us, you know, kind of separated in my country here in the United States. We put all that stuff aside and we joined together and we, for love of country and love of God, we came together and mourned, right? We got angry together, but we clung to each other and we embraced each other. Like, uh, no other time. I'm 50 years old, and that was the only time in my life I remember on 9-12— I use that as as the uh, day—of us having one nation. It truly felt like one nation under God. Just even for one day, and it lasted quite a while. uh, But that is a perfect example of what we're talking about here in Lamentations 3, verse 22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Tomorrow is another day. What what the author is saying here is, no matter what you're dealing with, the love of God, the faithfulness of God in your life will never end. Each morning, His mercies are afresh or anew or brand new. You, you will have God's mercies tomorrow when you wake up. And isn't that... Uh, kind of a powerful message for us dealing with, it, regardless of what we're dealing with. Once again, regardless of what we're dealing with in our lives, uh, whether it's something as traumatic as 9-11, or whether it's you lost your job, <clears throat> you lost a family member, uh, you broke up with a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever troubles that you're struggling with today, God will have brand new mercies for you tomorrow. you got to put today and even yes and yesterday in the past, and when you wake up tomorrow morning, Make it a brand new day, and don't let today's tragedies, right, impact you tomorrow. That's the lesson in Lamentations 3. That's the lessons that we all learned in my country in 9-11. In 9-12, God's mercies came, His grace came, He touched our hearts, and we came together. So, regardless of what you're dealing with today, know that with God's help— he can help you. Ease, he he will ease your troubles and ease your sorrow, and you can begin anew tomorrow. All right, all right. Last uh, we'll do one more verse here. Let's go back to the. Let's do back to the Gospels. All right, because you, you can't go wrong going the Gospels. Let's go to Matthew. I'm reading Matthew right now. I'm kind of doing that uh, my uh, study time in the mornings. Um, and you and for those that follow me for a while, uh, I, I do. Um, I do. I do. I my best I can. Try to spend uninterrupted time with God each and every morning. Okay, so I, I try to do that every single day. So right now I'm reading Matthew again. Okay, so uh, I love the Gospels. I love the reading the story and the life and the lessons of Jesus Christ. So I'm reading Matthew. So my my uh, my first couple chapters of Matthew are just filled with highlights because I'm just going through with different colors and highlighting different things that, that God's talking to me. So um, it's it's interesting how we got to 5. I, I, I was reading the Sermon on the Mount uh, yesterday. Or was it yesterday? Saturday, I guess. I started that. And uh, and so I thought about that this morning. So let's go to Matthew 5. Uh, we'll go to verse 4. Uh, it's kind of at the beginning, and it's a short one. But I thought about this morning as I was preparing for this uh, episode— uh, looking online, seeing the pictures, uh, and remembering, uh, September 11th, uh, and, and just putting myself in the, in the, in the, in the shoes of the families and friends of the people who, uh, lost their lives that day. And, uh, for those who don't live in America or maybe not old enough to remember the news footage that day, uh, it wasn't just the smoke coming out of the towers. There were people leaping to their death. Uh, it was just, it was as, as horrific as you can imagine. And, um, and it brings those emotions back to me, and and I just I know there's so many people that were touched more than I was, you know, family, friends that lost loved ones, or people that were there that were fearful, maybe living in New York or living in D.C. or living in Pennsylvania, they're fearful of something happening even to them. So I picked Matthew five four. I was reading it Saturday, and I remember this morning I'm like I I, I got to include that verse. It's short, but it, it, it sums up everything. Okay. So uh, Matthew 5, verse 4 is this, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Short, sweet, to the point, and reassuring. Because in reality is, we're all going to mourn. We're all going to deal with some tough situations, as I've talked about this entire episode. We're all going to struggle along the way, and we're all going to have loss along the way. We've all had loss already in our lives, I'm sure of it. Regardless of what it is, you've dealt with loss, loss of your innocence, loss of a pet, loss of a family member, loss of a parent, loss of whatever that is that you felt with loss. Maybe it wasn't as horrific as 9-11, but there's something in your life that you used to have that you mourn for. No matter how old you are, I think that's the case. God blesses us when we mourn. We will be comforted. It's as simple as that. It's tough. It's not much fun. We all go through it at times in our lives. What do we need to do? Got to run to the Bible, pull out verses that comfort us, but more importantly, pray. Talk to God. Ask him to help you deal with your emotions. Ask him to help you deal with your situation. Ask him to show you a way to, to get to the other side, we always hear the, uh, you know, the phrase "time heals all wounds," um, and it kinda does. I mean, in my mind, it's time and it's Jesus that heals all wounds. Jesus, with his words of wisdom, with what he did for us, with the way what he provided us in eternity heals all wounds. Time heals all wounds, because the farther we get away from these instances, the more that life kind of distracts us away from our pain. But it's truly God and Jesus that provides the healing that you need when you're mourning. Period. I lost my father a few years ago, and it was tough. I knew, I, I, I kind of knew it was coming. It didn't make it any easier. Um, but there were Bible verses that I leaned on to help me understand it all. Uh, and we mourned, and I continue to mourn, to be honest with you. It's a, it's a, it's a hole that's left in you that you can't fill. Um, but God comforts me. If you mourn, God will comfort you. Period. Time heals all wounds through Christ. Okay? All right. Whew, that was a heavy one today. I apologize, but uh, the, the 9-11 anniversary kind of hit me. Uh, I put on my T-shirt because I wanted to support my country and uh, have faith that God's getting us through this situation. And I just wanted to do kind of a special episode uh, with that. So, okay. Deep breath. Now let's move on to some Q&A. We got about five minutes or so left. Uh, I'll answer a couple of questions. I have a sip of coffee. I'll tackle a few. So if you're live here on uh, Instagram, make sure you ask a question. All right. Let's see what we got. What will happen? I'll, I'll, I always like to tackle the first one. I don't know why. Uh, I do like to tackle the first one, whether I know the answer or not, but I'm going to do it today. <laughs> so what will happen to sinners on the day of judgment? Um, it's not whether you're a sinner that something happens to you on the day of judgment. We are all sinners. So if you're calling somebody else a sinner, you're referring to yourself not being a sinner? Uh, I think uh, I think uh, if we probably sit back and think about the sins that are listed in the Bible, I'm sure we've all probably sinned even this morning in some form or fashion. Uh, we here on earth like to call it human nature, uh, and uh, but in reality, it's just because we live in a fallen world and we're susceptible uh, to these sins. So we're all sinners. Now, saying that, what will happen uh, to sinners— I'll rephrase the question, uh, what will happen to non-believers on Judgment Day? So if you go in the book of Revelation, it talks about um, separating the wheat from the chaff. And in reality, at the the day of uh, judgment—well, I'll say there's two days of judgment in my mind. One is when you pass away, uh, you will be judged, so to speak. Uh, when you get up to heaven in some form or fashion. If you're a believer, you get in. If you're not a believer, you don't. It's as simple as that. Uh, now, being being a believer is a little more complex than just saying, yeah, Jesus is, is God. It's a little more complex than that. But be that as it may, uh, your sins are saved. You are saved from your sins through Jesus's blood, period. Okay doesn't mean that he wants you to sin. doesn't mean that it's okay to sin. But because if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sins are absolved. So that day of judgment you're probably referring to is in the book of Revelation where we come up. Jesus is on the white throne, and he's going to judge and separate the sheep from the goat, the wheat from the chaff, and say, Okay, those who believe in me and accept me as their Savior, this is your path. Those who don't, this is your path. Sin is uh, part of that. But in reality, you can't let your sin block you from accepting Jesus Christ. But it's not—don't get confused. It's not whether you're a sinner or not that you are—you are judged from your sins. But um, what you're talking about on the Day of Judgment has more to do with uh, whether you are, uh, are a believer or not. All right, next question. Uh, I see somebody said, please save this live. All these lives are saved on Instagram and on YouTube and on the podcast. Okay. All right, one more, maybe two more questions. see what we got. Um, I've answered this one before. I'll answer it again. Uh, what is your favorite favorite Bible verse? If you can see that on my arm, Matthew 22, 37, 39. That's my favorite Bible verse. Uh, it took me a long time to get a tattoo, and then when I did, I put my favorite Bible verse on there. So it is the, great, uh, the greatest commandment kind of section uh, of Matthew, uh, where someone asked uh, Jesus what the greatest commandment was, and he said... Love God with all your heart, soul, your mind. And the second, which is just as important as the first, is love your neighbor as yourself. That's my favorite Bible verse. I feel like that's our purpose on this life. Uh, Our purpose isn't necessarily to gather money or be successful at jobs or anything. Our purpose on this world is to love God with with all of our heart and soul and our mind. And then we need to love each other as much as we love ourselves. All right, that's uh, my favorite Bible verse. I will do one more question and then uh, we'll get about our week. I uh, read that one. Hmm, this is a good one. Toronto Pot Pixie, whatever that means. How do you fix a relationship with a neighbor that got off on the wrong foot? All right, I will refer to the Bible verse that I just read, <laughs> to be honest with you. Matthew 22 right there on my arm if you can see that go to that and the second part of that was you know as i mentioned love god with all your heart and soul your mind grace commandment that is first and foremost in your life the second love your neighbor as you love yourself so if you're dealing with a neighbor whether it's a physical neighbor next door or anybody in your in your life circle that uh, maybe has gotten off on the wrong but my advice to you would be to love them through it period be the bigger person lead with love And whatever the wrong foot is, uh, make sure that uh, you're showing them love through it, and they will respond with love. I hope they do anyways. Uh, So that is my advice to you, okay? Is to lead with love and love your neighbor as you love yourself, as it says in Matthew, as Jesus commanded us uh, in Matthew. Uh, That is the best way to deal with your neighbor's right foot, wrong foot, whatever that may be. Uh, That's the best way. All right? Okay, let's uh, let's say a quick prayer here on uh, September 11th, and we'll pray for um, we'll pray we'll do a special prayer today, uh, and then we'll get about our uh, get about our week. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today first to thank you for the Bible verses that you provided us today, the Bible verses that you showed us that you wanted us to read and talk about today they're all across the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and you guided us in that. And we're thankful because these words that you wrote provide us comfort and help us trust you through troubled times. Even though it's so incredibly difficult, Lord, we don't understand it sometimes. We don't understand why we go through what we go through here on this earth. One day I know that we will. and And I know you already know why we go through these troubling times and these sorrows and these heartbreak that we deal with here on earth. But we're thankful that you provide the words that we need to get through them. I'm, prov- I'm thankful that you provide new doors that are open that we can go through. I'm thankful that you provide a way when it doesn't appear to be a way. I'm thankful that you give us time and guidance to get through sorrows and heartbreak and mourning. I'm thankful that we always do if we trust you. I'm thankful for that, Lord. Lord, I'm asking you to be with the family and friends of those who mourn the thousands of people who died on this day 22 years ago, Lord. It's horrific. We don't understand it. And even now, two decades later, it's hard to comprehend. But Lord, I pray that you're going to soften the hearts of those who don't like our country Soften the hearts of those who mourn for our country. And heal the hearts of the ones that are going through sorrows and mourning for what they lost two decades ago. We love you and we trust you. We know that you'll lead us through the feelings that we have today. You're going to provide us new mercies tomorrow morning. We know it. We read about it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. I love you guys. Thank you for uh, kind of uh, spending a little bit of time with me today, uh, reading those Bible verses, talking about 9-11 a little bit. It was on my heart, on my mind. I just not kind of wanted to have uh, you know thousands of people to chat with about that for sure. So until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.